You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What on earth is a town of 21,000 people doing with two Northern Premier League teams? The club nearly didn't exist because of the man who didn't want to give up time on the pool table. I felt for a few years that we were one catastrophe away from oblivion and it was going to be the floodlights. Um, it was either Ingfield or the merger didn't happen, if I'm being absolutely honest. Everything was stuck in 1976. Daz here at Pint of Football again, ready to shower you with more lovely bonus content. Our deep dive into football in Osset has been really well received during the latest episodes of Lost Clubs, so we are pleased to bring you a third and final uncut interview, this time with Phil Smith. Tom and I were really grateful to hear from Phil as he talked us through his huge involvement at the club, being a leading figure on the merge of Albion and Town. Thanks for giving us a listen, and don't forget the full episodes of A Town United, the story of Osset, Albion and Osset Town, are still available over at Sports Social. Okay, we're live. Tom, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. So, Phil, please could you tell us about yourself, your career in football and your involvement with Osset United? Hi, my name's Phil Smith. I am the current vice chairman of Osset United, specifically looking after commercial and football operations. I started my uh, football executive life at Manchester United. I was client relationship executive there for, for quite some time. Uh, before moving out of, uh, of football for a few years and, and working um, in commercial activities on a business level. And then I was asked to get involved with a non-league football team. Uh, a contact of mine invited me to, to, to get involved and they told me that they'd acquired Osset Albion. And I wasn't quite sure what an Osset Albion was. 
<laughs> um, so I hit Google, as we all do, and scrolled down through page one, Premier League, page two, Championship. And this interview will go on longer if I do it in actual order. So I'll just say that I ended up in the Northern Premier League. Uh, it might have been Southern Division uh, at that time. And uh, found Ossie Albion nestling lovely at the bottom of that league. Um, and that would have been <laughs> mid-September. Um, and, and that's where my story begins. Yeah, so that answers the next question, which was, were you originally with Town or Albion? Uh, and what made you want to get involved with uh, Osset in the first place? Like, what, what, <laughs> what do your contacts say? I, I wanted to... I turned up to the first day, uh, believe it or not, actually, the first day, I tell a lie... I got asked to go and watch Osset play away at Bamba Bridge. And I got a friend visiting from the US. He was actually on the US Olympic Development Program, soccer program over there. And he said, oh, man, going to watch some real hardcore UK soccer. And I said, uh, <laughs> I cannot even begin to explain what we're going to see because I don't know myself. We're going to Bamba Bridge. And uh, do you know what? It's a wonderful afternoon. And, and from day one, I fell in love with non-league football, uh, having come from, from Old Trafford where it glitz and glamour and everything's wonderful and pristine. But I can honestly say now I am a massive non-league football ambassador um, and, and I will remain so forever. It's a different, almost a different sport. It's amazing. Yeah, sure. And so the following week I went to went to Osset Albion and if I could if I could paint you a picture of Tin Pot FC. Uh, it is Osset or was Osset Albion and I mean everything everything was stuck in 1976 but it was it was it was just uh, full on as you would expect uh, hardcore non-league football that was my and I, you know what I loved it even more yeah brilliant so like before getting involved you hadn't had any experience with non-league at all that was like your first um... no not not none at all I can't even remember bobbing to see anyone play uh, locally, no, not not any real experience of of, of non-league football. Um, but I, I do have to reiterate, it didn't take long to to get the bug. <laughs> no, that's great, amazing, uh, good right, stuff. Pass. Cool, right? I'll uh, fire us off. Uh, so the next few questions are going to be a bit about the merger, for lack of a better word. So, how long had a merge between Albion and Town been on the cards, and what were your th uh, your thoughts on it when you heard about it? Well, we uh, we were running Osset Albion and successfully changing the fortunes of that club in a very short space of time. Um, I'll, I'll come back later and tell you how that how that story went. But ultimately, we were bottom of the league when we took over with one point. Uh, and by the end of the season, we finished one space above Osset Town in 10th and uh, went an entire cal half a calendar year unbeaten, including beating four the top four teams in the league that, that season, which was an unbelievable turnaround. However, earlier in the January, um, there was a discussion between a town director and, and an Albion director about um, would the town benefit from there being just one club? And they both agreed that they think it might do. It had been attempted a few times, previously 12 years before, but the two clubs just couldn't agree uh, a little bit, as you, if you'd imagine, and they won't mind me saying this, a little bit of the old guard from both clubs 
no way you're not not besmirging our history good old Mr. So-and-so that did this and Mrs. So-and-so that did that and would never allow it to be turning in the graves, prevented an actual adult forward-thinking business conversation. Um, and then I was asked to do a feasibility study on both clubs, look at the town, the revenue available, the fan base, the commercial activities, the position in the league. And my summation was that both teams were preventing the other from further progression simply by their existence hmm. um, credit and ultimate kudos to get two teams from the same town to that level in non-league football that's not a bad effort you know with, with step, step four he's, he's a decent standard and to get two teams from a very little town in Wakefield to, to, to be um, year on year derby rivals is amazing amazing but Neither of them could go any further. And you know what? When you speak to James, he'll confirm this. Possibly both on the verge of, of, of extinction. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it sort of leads me on nicely to um, the next question is, was it the right decision to merge the clubs into one? Yeah. Um, as time goes by, there'll be... Uh, it will be it, it will become a resounding yes at the time you've got the purists you've got you've got the hardcore but ultimately what we weren't fighting over champions league medals you know what i mean we weren't we were fighting over a little bit of weekend wobble between two guys in the pub we were we were we were we were splitting nothing um but the potential and the possibilities were were something greater than what we currently had. You know, I'll give you the numbers, the facts and the figures. Um, neither team had more than 110 fans watching their game. When Austin United launched on that, on that first home game, there's 700 fans watching the game. They, will, they didn't just decide they were football fans that season. They, they were always out there, but nothing to watch. You know, that, that guy that decides he needs to do his, his fencing this weekend... Albion are at home. Yeah, who are they playing? Well, they lost last three games. I'm going to do my fencing. The guy that's having the argument with the wife, whether or not he should help do the shopping, it's not worth arguing. I don't need the grief from the wife. And Nossit Town are crap at the moment, so I'm going to go and do the shopping. Now, 500 people decided, you know what? There's something worth watching here and decided to add to that 200 and give us a phenomenal first, first home game. And the crowds have been high ever since. You know, it's been a fantastic journey so far with those crowds. So, yes, is the short, is a long answer. It was the right thing to do. The progression is there. The ability to move on is there. The club, organically, now, as it sits, belongs both financially uh, and facilities-wise, belongs in the division above. What's, what needs to match that now is the quality of football in the field. Which, of course, at the moment is very hard to achieve <laughs> when you're not playing. Yeah. Can't even get on the field. <laughs> yeah, goodness me. So um, this next question somewhat overlaps, but um, it's, it's still a, a, a good one to ask. Was it a case of trying to create an Osset super club, as it were, or was it simply about survival in a town that was perhaps too small for two good non-league teams? Great question. What a great question. Um, 
I think I think 70-30, let's go for a super club, follow the class of 92 in the slipstream, we'll see you in the second division. In reality, would have taken a lot of investment to do that. Um, and, and we did spend a lot of money in the first season, made the playoffs but didn't go up and saw what it takes to get into the playoffs. Um, and, and it's tough. It's, it's, not an easy, it's not an easy league to get out of. You can buy your way out of it. It's not easy, though. And you never know what you're up against. You want to commit a budget that's way above last year's budget and two other teams do the same. It's 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 a financial race now. Who, who, who knows how, how much bigger than you have they gone? You just don't know. Um, I'd like to think football has survived in the town because of the merger. Because I know both teams were really really struggling. Um, but I think the ultimate was come on, let's have a go at something. Let's create a super club. Yeah, good. That's what we like to hear. Super club is always a better story. So, uh, final one from me. Um, how did the merge actually happen? Because obviously, you know, it's one thing to say, we want to do it, we want to do it. What actually went down? Was it like a meeting? Ult- in a- ultimately, in, to, 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 there was two, uh, yeah, you know what? These are great questions. Well, I've been interviewed over 35 times about this topic and this is, uh, the questions are great. So, um, well, what what the the problems or the, the sort of the the landscape before the merger was two completely different stories. So, obviously, Albion was a limited company owned by an individual. Obviously, Town was a membership club owned by members who had elected uh, a chairman, and in order for both clubs to agree to merge the majority of the ownership of both clubs must have agreed to do it so that's quite easy for us Albion yep done thank you move on Aussie Town supporters club meeting rumours Facebook pages we had to go and do a presentation in front of all the membership board of course, you've now got these guys coming in. They've only been at Ossie Albion for six months and they're coming into our club now. And who the hell is this guy and what's going on? And, you know, I, I gave them, we went through the study that I did. And we went through the pros and the cons. And uh, everybody then did a, a vote, a, a blind vote, right? And I tell this story to TalkSport the day after. And I was knackered the day after from, from the night before. But what happened is just put yes or no in a ballot box, right? If they got to eight no's, off, not doing it. So they put all the vote, the votes in a box and the guy counts them live in front of us. Going to open the box now and count the votes. Open the box. No. 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 Seven no's. Seven no's. Yes. 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 And I'm literally waiting for the one extra no. Yes, yes. And the, ne- the eighth no never came. 
I'm not kidding. I have never. I mean, we talk about uh, the old squeaky bum cliche. I have never, ever sat in a meeting and thought, what's going on here? And um, we asked all the seven people. I hope you don't mind me waffling on a bit about this one. We asked these seven people to come and have a drink with us afterwards and tell us, tell us why. Why, why are you, are you, are you full on hardcore? Get out of my half of the town. We hate you. Or have you just got some things you're not sure about and you want to address them? Because you could have done that in a meeting before you vote. Anyway, we bought these guys a drink and um, I swear down to you, one guy said, I, um, I'm the captain of the pool team. I said, right, right. And he said, uh, if we merge, we're going to become more popular and get more fans. That's what you're telling me. I said, yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, we are. You know, I'm going to get less time on the pool table then, aren't I? <laughs> and I said, you, you voted no because you're going to get less time on the pool table. Can you imagine if he, he would have been the eighth person? Uh, so I said to him, mate, I'll buy you your own pool table, put a lock and a gold, I'll give you a gold snooker cue if you want one, fella. So, you know what? You, you, you were never going to change people's minds. You just, no or yes, no. Yeah, luckily, there was no eighth, there was no, eighth no and, and away we went. And that, that was it. It was full steam ahead. The FA told us it was a two-year process. Two-year process. You'll never get this carried out in any time shorter than that. And I won't mention any names, apart from the one that worked the closest with me, Steve Hanks, the club secretary at the time. We, ne we didn't sleep for, for a few months. And um, we did it in four four months. Two years working, four months. We were, we were over the moon. We did it, we did it done. Spot on. That, that's exactly, in the end, how you want these things to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the pool guy though, not the pool guy. I never bought him that table and the pool he team moved to another pub. Yeah, no, throw all that. They, up, they up sticks and moved to another pub, didn't they? The pool team. So uh you should start up a rival pool team and challenge it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm done with setting up new sports teams, man. I'm done with setting up yeah. new sports teams. Fair <laughs> enough. Um Tom, do you want to fire us on with the last few questions? What I've done, Tom, just yes. so you know, is the last few, I've split them into town or Albion questions, depending yeah. on who it is, just so it makes sense. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, yeah, so without, I think you've already answered this, really. Without doing the merge, do you think Albion would have survived in the long term? Um, could be controversial, and, and, and other people you speak to might, might have a different point of view. I think Albion would have. I think Albion would have um, been okay. I can't say what would have happened with Town. I know that James was looking to possibly uh, move on or, or sort of sort of step down from his role. He's such an integral part of 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 Osset United, let alone what he was doing at Town before we all arrived. Um, things just don't happen without him. He's uh, he is. He's 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 the chairman now, and and rightly so. He 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 lives, breathes, eats, sleeps that club. I don't live in the town. I live I live further away. But he he is the right person in in that job right now. Yeah, we found out what happens when everyone integral steps away with uh, Daz's old club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was involved in Stone Dominoes, who were in the Northwest Counties League for one season, and um, I came in basically as the Twitter guy. And within three months, I was basically the only guy left on the like committee. So wow. 
having no experience at all, we then had to like keep it going and start again, basically. What did you do wrong? Well, it wasn't me. I was just, maybe I put the wrong tweet out. I don't know, but we just do you, do you shower? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. Oh, I'll press on then. Um, go on then, Tom. Sorry, mate. Um, what were your thoughts about leaving Queen's Terrace to move to Ingfield? Um, any any part you missed the old ground? No. Uh, I see. Albion's ground was uh, was on its um, bottom, shall we say? <laughs> um, I don't know if this is going out post post watershed, but yeah, the the it, it needed some serious TLC. It would have survived, and bit by bit, you do bits over the summer. You get the volunteers in; they were a phenomenal group of people, and 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 you get stuff done. But Osset Town's infrastructure was far far superior, and and like I said, he, he's fit for the division above easily, with very little modification. Could go into Conference North. Um, we took a couple of stands from Queen's Terrace, put them up at uh, Ingfield, uh, and, and and I'm not kidding. The heartbeat of the club are our supporters. They're unbelievable. We've got we've got a, a little uh, ground force slash um, mercenaries team, the Ultras. Nice. nice. They will. They will. We've got welders, joiners, sparkies, plumbers. We've got everything in there. And they, they literally turn up uh, uh, with one one minute's notice and, and, and just get on with stuff. They're unbelievable, unbelievable set of people. I, I absolutely, one of the reasons why I will remain with this club for as long as I physically can is because of those people. That's amazing. That's great, is that? Especially when, you know, consider there is a natural business element to non-league now. It's great to know that no matter how business-like things get, that's ultimately what matters. Yeah, I was, I was on a I was on a podcast today talking about um, can you can you actually make those people behave like a professional football club, uh, and the answer is no, you can't. They they you know they've got their own jobs and they do their own things, and you know you you can't you can't you can't expect them to do anything. No. Um, but the fact that they do they do do and you know they'll turn up and there's three of them painting the goalposts and two of them mending the toilets and the the far fence has fallen over so they're just restacking it together and stuff and. We didn't ask him to do that. It needs doing. They've gotten done it, and you know, well, they'll all get a beer, and we can't offer them much more. Um, but you can't expect them to do it. You can't ring up and say, "Listen, uh, you've got to be in on Tuesday at half past four because we need this doing." You're asking, "Can you help us?" And the answer is always yes. And for me, that's unbelievable. Amazing, Tom. Just so you know, we've only got six minutes left on this call before it shuts us off. So, do you want to ask yeah. the last question? Yeah, then. So, Phil, just finally, can you tell us a particularly interesting or entertaining story about your time at Osset Albion? Yeah, well, the interesting story was the pool, the pool guy. That was that was my yeah. interesting story. Um, and, and interesting times. There's been there's been so many, so many. We we've got a player called George Green playing for us at the moment, and George won't mind me saying, he, you know, he, he was Premier League footballer. Um, and and um, through no real fault of his own, life choices and a few bit of bad luck, is he's ended up at Osset United. You know, he doesn't belong with us, um, certainly from an ability perspective, but he belongs with us because he's he's with us now. He's part of our family. And uh, I remember watching him play the first the first game, and it's like watching it's like watching 
um, a dad play with a load of ten-year-olds in the schoolyard. Like, <laughs> like you can't get it off him. He, he's just got the ball, and that's it. And he'll get, when he wants to give it up, he'll give it up, and that's his decision, not yours. Or he'll pellet it in the top corner and run away celebrating like George Best. And I, I have, I have really enjoyed this last year, George playing for us. And he, listen, he's not always on his A game. He'll admit that. But when he is, it's it's the most funniest thing to watch. Is George Green play at Northern Premier League level? Because listen, he's a he's a he's a great footballer. I won't say necessarily it's a funny story. It's a memorable one. I'll always remember watching George play for us. Well, hopefully, um, I think wins. the most the most biggest memory, I guess, would be winning winning the county cup against. Uh, against Geisley, knocking out Halifax in the semi-final. Unbelievable evening. First season, trophy in the bag, crying and, and n- nothing like it. But uh, my favourite story, I'm afraid, has to be the uh, the pool guy from earlier. Why the club nearly didn't exist because <laughs> of the man who didn't want to give up time on the pool table. That's definitely... That. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a really memorable story. Um, well, if, if, <laughs> It only if, happens at our level, right? This is not the non-league, that right? Yeah, well, that's exactly part of the reason we're doing this podcast is to dig up those stories because, you know, that is basically what you don't hear about on Talk Sport or, you know, on Sky Sports News or whatever. So it's really good to hear that firsthand. Um, Phil, just so you know, we're, we're about three minutes before it times out. That is officially all the questions from us. So uh, I wanted to say thanks for, for taking the time for us, especially whilst you've uh, got a lot of other stuff going on. Amazing. Listen, you get hold of us anytime you want. You're welcome to come to a game. Come as my guest anytime you want to a game. And, and, Absolutely. And, and I'll buy a few beers and, and come and see what we're all about. You're definitely more than welcome. That sounds amazing. You know, we're, we're building a real good bucket list from this. I mean, we're, we're already yeah. ground hoppers anyway, but we're, we're building a really good list of other grounds we need to go and take in now. Purely Look, in, look in the fixtures calendar in the, in the distant future for Osset United playing Brighouse at right. Osset United. And uh, come and enjoy our version of Galatasaray Fenerbahce. <laughs> they bring out, bring the Rastrick band with them. They, they bring everything apart from the goal scorers when they play us. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah, we'll have to look out for that one, Tom. We'll get it in the diary. Yeah, mate. <laughs> All right, keep in touch. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Phil. Thanks for that. Nice one. You're welcome. listening to this Pint of Football podcast. We would like to inform listeners that the content of this podcast has been permitted for use in this podcast only, and the content is from the view of the individuals involved, not Pint of Football. Thank you to Phil Smith, Neville Wigglesworth, James Rogers, Andy Mathery, Craig Biddlestein, and Finella Kelly for sparing their time to help us with this recording. If you have enjoyed this presentation, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at POF underscore reviews, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash pint of football. Uh, we also have a website, pintoffootball.co.uk, I believe. And we have recently joined Twitch, where we will be streaming Football Manager, and that's twitch.tv forward slash pint of football. Thank you very much.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.